0: Good morning, New Hope family. We're so glad that you joined us online today. And uh, we're in the last bit of a sermon series called Bless This Home. And I'm glad that you're uh, watching today online. But, you know, I want to welcome you today. Uh, You know, we're living in an exciting time. I know to some, you know, this might be a stressful time, maybe it's scary, um, you know, but I believe that it's God's moment right now. Because he is the God of hope. Um, it's a special moment in history. Uh, when do we ever get to have our friends on the stage today? Come on, let's give it up for these awesome people today. They're going to help me out today. Um, but it's, it is a special moment uh, in history. Uh, he has placed us here for such a time as this. You know, remember that we are the church. We are people the church is not just the building that I'm standing in right now. It's you watching there online, and uh, it's us. It's the people. So let's, let's continue to do what God is calling us to do, you know, to love God, to serve people, to share hope, and to what? Have fun. That's right. We love having fun here at New Hope, and we've been having fun all week getting this set up. So it's a miracle that it's, it's working you know, next week I'm sure it'll be bigger and better, and it'll work even better. Um, you know, I want to tell you a quick testimony about this. You know, for the last two and a half, three years since we've moved here, we've tried to get internet. We're in a place where internet's a little bit hard to come by, and I don't know where you live, if that's that's the same thing, but it's hard to come by. So we've been trying and trying, and finally, just about two, three weeks ago, um, Kevin, who's in our church, got us hooked up with what he has and it's amazing so at the time I'm like wow finally it was great but this week I started thinking God if we didn't have this way to communicate uh, it would be hard but then it takes some money to live stream and so I was talking to a gentleman in our church this week about that and uh, it's about two thousand dollars just to get set up which will be set up this week to do that with our own equipment and so he called me an hour later and said hey it's on its way. I just ordered it. I'm like, you ordered what? I ordered it. I'm like, praise the Lord. So if you want to help give, keep giving, church, um, and uh, let's continue to do what we're called to do here, and that's to share the hope of Jesus. So today we're concluding, I'm going to jump right in. Today we're concluding our four-week series on um, bless this home. It's been fun. Uh, we're talking about the beatitudes from Matthew five. So I don't know if you got a Bible over here, but let's open up our Bibles today to Matthew five. We're going to be looking uh, verse three, and th- this uh, these beatitudes are all these amazing bless- blessings that Jesus says that you have. It's like a present thing. It's present tense. It's not you had that or you will have it in the future. It's you no know, blessed are you. You know that Jesus says blessed nine times in Matthew 5. It's, it's amazing. And so you think about this for a minute, these amazing blessings that Jesus says you have, not because of something you did, not because of something someone in your family did, but because of Jesus and what he is doing and continuing to do for you. I want us to remember this thought too today. Uh, we've been talking about this throughout this whole series, and it's this. We are not just a Christian home. You know, we are a Christ-centered family. And so you think about this for a minute. A, a Christian home, it just means, hey, culturally we're Christian. We go to church on Sundays, if we can physically, or we watch online no, we are a Christ-centered home. There is a huge difference in that. That When we are a Christ-centered home, it's Jesus is the central hub of our life, of our family. Everything we do is about him. And so that's what we're going kind to of continue to talk about today. Week one, we talked about blessed are those who are hungry and thirsty for righteousness. And there's always like a promise that's connected with this. I love this. This promise that's connected here, look at this. In those who hunger and thirst for righteousness will be filled. So when you're hungry and thirsty, you're empty, you will be filled. Week two, we talked about blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. And then last week we said we talked about the scripture that says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they are children of God. You know, you can if you haven't watched these yet, you can go online. And uh, take a look at newhopefp.org forward slash watch all three of those sermons are on there so nine times in Matthew 5 Jesus says blessed I want to read something that Charles Spurgeon uh, once said look at this you have not failed to notice that the last word of the Old Testament is curse if you look at the last the very last word isn't that awesome the word is curse it's not a fun word and it is suggestive that the opening sermon of our Lord's ministry commences with the word, everybody say it, blessed. So these are two different words, aren't they? These words are cursed, bless. So Spurgeon goes on to say, Note also with delight that the blessing in every case is present tense. Blessing is for you right now where you are today he's not saying Spurgeon also says it's not blessed shall you be it's blessed are you now at this very moment it's amazing blessed you know some people some people love this word blessed some people are like well I'm blessed because I got the best parking spot or some people are like I don't know about this word blessed you know we're supposed to be poor in spirit And that's actually what we're going to be talking about today. Matthew 5, 3. Can we look at this together? Matthew 5, verse 3. Let's look at this together. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you so much for today. Thank you that we get to gather together over the internet Wherever we are, Lord, I pray that you'd bless this moment in time, and that, that we would hear from you, and that you would speak to us through your scripture today. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. All right, so let's look back at this. Matthew 5, 3, we're going to put it up here. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So I know you guys have probably all heard this scripture before, Right? And so blessed are the poor in spirit. What, what does this even mean? I don't know if I like this word poor, Pastor Landon. Let's look at this word for a minute, poor. You know, uh, poor, when you think of poor, what do you think about, Ian? You know, I think of college students. <laughs> I think of college students. I, I was in college at one time. Not Not enough money, right? We think of insufficient funds. We go to do something, and the little thing comes out of the bank machine. Insufficient funds. You know, in this sermon, Jesus isn't talking about money. He's talking about your spiritual well-being. He's talking about our lack of him our lack of his spirit, our need for him. You know, Tara cooks quite a bit. She's an amazing cook. It's delicious. And so she's um, a great cook. She bakes. But sometimes we run out of baked items. So maybe milk, uh, maybe it's butter or eggs or whatever it might be. And so we try to get by. we will like, well, we'll just, we'll just wing it. We'll just try to make this happen and, and cook it anyway. And usually it doesn't turn out very well. Why? Because we're insufficient. We don't have the right items to put together the right thing to bake. One time, Tara used baking soda instead of baking powder. It was awesome. Come on, let's, let's give it up for Tara. Come on. But instead of going for the eggs or milk, we, we tried to do it on our own. We tried to make it happen on our own. You know, God fills us where we are lacking. He fills us where we're lacking. He blesses even though we have insufficiencies. He blesses us even when we're having a bad day in our deficit, in our poverty of spirit. He blesses us. I feel like Jesus followers, maybe families, maybe you're at home today, think they need to have it all together. We think like, oh, if I just do this, or I just talk this way, or if I have it all together, I can do this thing on my own. You know, I think a lot of times we maybe we do it a little bit backwards. We need Jesus first, his spirit first. That is what we're lacking from the very beginning. Important spirit, he's saying, is you're blessed in. How how does that work? So we're going to try to understand that a little bit more today. But our when we're poor in spirit, we're empty. You're like, well, empty's not good, Pastor Landon. When my uh, well my bank account is empty, it's not good. But guess what? There's room to grow, isn't there? There's room to to grow in your emptiness in that. But today, I feel like a lot of us are needy. We are uh, in need. In our spiritual life. Maybe we're empty today. Maybe we're just like the glass half empty. Maybe we're a little bit more. But we need. Jesus is blessed because you let Jesus fill you. It's an important thing. It, it is hard to understand. This is one of the most, this is one of the hardest ones to understand. Tara and I walked through this last night, and it is hard to hard to understand this scripture. Uh, Because we hear about this, blessed are the poor in spirit. You know, poor in spirit means we need Jesus. And that's okay if we find ourselves in that spot today. Just think we need Jesus first, and that's what's gonna fill us up. If we think, if we're like, oh, I'm full, I'm good, I'm good without Jesus. Then it looks a little bit different. So I want to I want to share two key ideas with you today, uh, in this message. So number one, you are a Christ-centered home. You are a Christ-centered home when you call on Jesus first. You know, I love that Jesus starts with eternity in mind. If you looked at that scripture earlier, it says, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. This is the very first moment that Jesus gets to preach a sermon. And from the very get-go, he says, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. He starts with eternity in mind, the promise of the kingdom. You know, I hope that all of us experienced a great need for God. Maybe right in this very moment, you have this great need for the Lord. But it's a, it's a blessing. You're like, well, how is it a blessing to be poor in spirit? So I want to tell you about someone who shows this humble attitude and gets Jesus' attention. You know, there was once a tax collector. Can we get a tax collector over Come on over here, Mr. Tax Collector, if you can. This is Jacob, but today... This guy is uh, Zach. Everybody say, hey, Zach. And so Zach today, um, you know, we're going to call him Zach Attack just because you're you're cool. Sure. Um, You know, no one liked Zach, though, so he was a little bit poor in spirit. Poor old Zach. You know, Zach here took your grandmother's tax money and put it in his pocket. He charged her more. He stole your lunch money. This is, this is the kind of guy this, this person was. Sorry, man. We love you. On top of that, Zach was short. <laughs> we just had to go to my height. <laughs> he started hearing about this person named Jesus. You know, Zach had lots of money. He had lots of, he's like, I don't know. He had lots of money. He had lots of what he needed. He probably had a great house, um, but he lacked something. He was poor in spirit. He lacked God. He lacked relationship with his creator. You know, uh, Zach, Zach heard that Jesus was coming to town, and since he was poor in height, he climbed. You don't have to climb anything. He climbed a tree. And here's what happened next. Come on, let's give him a hand. Thanks, brother. Here's what happened next. We're going to look here in Luke 19, 5 to 10. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zach, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, He's gone to be a guest of a sinner? Uh oh. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here now I give half my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today, salvation has come to this house, this home, right? Bless this home. Because this man, too, is a son of Abraham. And look what verse 10 says. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Now, maybe you're thinking, wow, Jesus makes this really easy. This Pastor Landon, he didn't come to church. He didn't go to an altar call. Man, why is Zacchaeus getting off so easy? Zach can't get saved yet. But guess what? That's the simple gospel. Someone like Zacchaeus, who's poor in spirit, who needs a Savior, who's empty and is humble, someone who says, I need more, and Jesus shows up and connects with him one-on-one. It's a pretty amazing story if you think about it. You know that Jesus can do that with us. People who are poor in spirit are drawn to Jesus. You know, wherever you are, maybe you're on the couch this morning in your PJs, you're drinking a coffee, where are you at in your relationship with the Lord? You know, what I love about Jesus is he is willing to call us out of our tree And into eternity. Christ's whole mandate is to seek and to save the poor in spirit. It's that important to him. That's what he said. I came to seek and to save the lost. The lost are the poor in spirit. But guess what, Christians? We can be poor in spirit, too. We can feel empty as well, right? So on those days, maybe it's right now in the middle of this crazy thing that's going on in our world, we feel empty. All we need to do is call on Jesus, When we call on Jesus, our homes will be saved, and we will be filled with him. The Bible says, call on the name of the Lord, and you shall be saved, every one of you. So number two. So first one we looked at, let's look at that one more time. First one was, uh, you are a Christ-centered home when you call on Jesus first. And then number two, you're a Christ-centered home when you serve Jesus by serving others. Let's look at this for a minute. What would it look like if you and your family served others? You know, serving is a humble thing a lot of times, isn't it? Really, serving, uh, it looks messy sometimes. I remember talking to someone recently, and I know this is kind of like terrible, but I remember talking to someone recently, and it was a church, it wasn't around here. And they told me that they were at church one day, and they went into the restroom, and one of the stalls, and the floor, and the wall had all sorts of stuff that you could not imagine there. Not a good thing to look at or be part of, right? So this person, they they went and did their thing, and they washed their hands and went out, and they kept getting a prompting from God. You need, this is your church. You need to clean this up. No, 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 I'm not doing that. So guess what? This person went, and clean this up. Serving doesn't always look like you're a movie star. Serving a lot of times is messy. Maybe not that messy. We'll pray that that doesn't happen to you. But you know what? Jesus was a true servant, wasn't he? You know, we get all of our um, heart for serving from Jesus. You know, when Jesus saw a crowd, guess what he said? He had compassion on him, On them, the Bible says, Jesus washed people's feet. He fed five thousand. He healed people. Do you know that we can do that too? Because why? Because we are in Him. When we lay our hands on people, they can be healed. When we go, we can feed people. We can wash someone's feet. We can serve them. Also, think about our homes for a minute. Are we putting the people, maybe the little people, like our kids in our homes, are we putting them first? Are we serving them the way God asked us to? Or husbands, are we serving our wife, as it says in Ephesians, are we serving our wife as Christ served the church? Serving is an important thing for us to do. Our church is full of great people. I love it. You know, today I know there's not a lot of people in this building, but there's a lot of people watching online, and there's so many good-hearted servers in our area, in our church. It's amazing. You know, so this is a perfect time. We find ourselves in a situation where none of us have ever been before, right? But what better way to show the love of Jesus than to serve someone? Maybe it's taking someone some food, Maybe it's helping some elderly folks who, who need something so they can't, they don't need to go out into the world and get sick or anything. But whatever it is, let's call on God and he will help us. So this week, uh, Tara and I were really busy trying to get things together uh, for what we're doing right now. And uh, someone in our church called us and said, hey, if you need anyone to keep Emma, bring her over. We'll keep her while you guys can work this week. And then also someone said, hey, if, if this goes a long time and Emma needs homeschooled, we'll help homeschool Emma. We're like, what? It's amazing when we serve people. And it means a lot because what it really shows is who we love, and that's we love Jesus. And so the second thing we're looking at right now is when you serve Jesus by serving others. You have a Christ-centered home. Uh, So what I want to do is I want to share this last scripture here. This is Matthew 25, 34 to 39. And this, this puts a lot of this together for us today. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, take your inheritance. The kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. We see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you. When did we see you sick or in prison or go to visit you? The king will reply, truly I tell you. Listen to this last part. Let's pause here for a minute. Let's listen to this. Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine and sisters, you did for me. So yes, putting Jesus first when we're our poor in spirit, he's going to fill us up. But let's not stop there. Let's serve other people. Because what we do for the least of these, Jesus is saying, we did for him. So the worship team will come here in a minute. We're going to close with a song today. We love it. We want to pray a blessing over you with this song today. But... You know, serving others brings joy to them. You know, I don't know about you, but when someone serves me or does something that I can't do for myself, it is such a blessing to me. And it's it's a joy. Um, so I want to challenge you with a couple things. If you just mind, where, wherever you are, maybe you close your eyes just for a minute, wherever you are, um, think about these couple challenges. Number one Number one, follow Jesus. Maybe this morning you find yourself in a place that feels empty, that feels hopeless. You know, maybe you find yourself in that spot, but I believe when we're poor in spirit, when we come to Jesus, He gives us eternity, the promise that we can be with Him forever. Look what it says in Psalm 30, or sorry, Psalm 23, verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. So when you follow Jesus, he's your shepherd. He he leads you. He grabs your hand. He, He directs you where to go. And when he does that, it says we're not poor in spirit anymore. We lack nothing. So maybe you're there and saying, you know what, I want to follow Jesus today. Maybe you just spend a moment and say, Jesus, I want to follow you. You say a simple prayer, and he'll come and be with you today. And then the second challenge is for some of you this week that say, well, I'm a follower, but I'm having a difficult week. I'm having a difficult month. But you know what I've noticed recently? I was watching the news. i watched, watching, 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 on Facebook, on Facebook. And yesterday uh, at my house and you know, went to a neighbor's house and just served and did some work and got outside and did some things for others. And you know what? I had an awesome day just because I was out doing something for somebody else. So number two, serve someone this week. You know, see a need, fill a need. Now, that's one of our challenges for the whole, whole year, 2020. We don't need to just always have to gather here as the church to see a need and to fill a need. There might be a need right now that your spouse needs. There might be something that your kids needs or your, your grandparents or just a, someone, a phone call or a text message or a or scripture or a message on Facebook, but let's, let's see a need and fill a need. Let's pray today. Let's, let's pray this prayer together. Maybe you're someone who says, I want to follow Jesus for the first time, or maybe you say, I want to recommit my life to Christ for the first time. Let's pray this together. Jesus, thank you for my life. Thank you that you bless me before I have to do anything. Thank you that the first thing you say is blessed to the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Forgive me of my sin today, Lord. Come into my life. I want to follow you forever. I want to put my faith and trust in you, Jesus. I'm empty, but I want to be filled with nothing but you. Take everything else out so that I'm needy for you. And Lord, give me the gift that you promised everyone, the gift of your Holy Spirit. Let me to have the power, like it says in Acts 2, to now that I'm full of you, I can go and do what you've called me to do. In Jesus' name, And everybody said. Awesome. Well, maybe today you are searching for hope or you're looking for peace or joy, and we're here to tell you that... All of those things and more can be found in Jesus. And today, if you decided to follow Jesus and to put your faith and your trust in him, we would love to celebrate with you. We would love to connect with you. Send us a message. Uh, We'd love to get this resource in your hand. It's a book called Fresh Start, and it answers a lot of questions that you might have about what's next.